Hello everyone and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And it has been another, another week. week. I wish someone pointed with that right Perfect. now. Perfect. I really Perfect. like it. We didn't talk about that prior to this. We, we don't were... talk about anything with the pod prior to the pod. <laughs> the last thing mentioned was you thought it was weird you could see my thighs. I can see your thighs and it is weird. <laughs> <laughs> to the listener, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, he's wearing, what do you call them before? Tradie shorts. Because right, I've wrenched <laughs> them up. You could see too much in a thigh when I wrenched those bad hey, boys up. For me, baby, that's not too much. That's not enough. You want to see more inner thigh? <laughs> As the pod goes, I come up a little bit more. I'll just keep folding them. <laughs> With every hot take, it gets folded once the photo more. On, for the photo on social media this week will just be my thigh. <laughs> With no context. I keep forgetting you've got, you've got tattoos all over yeah, your legs. Yeah, I forget as well. Yeah. When did you get that one? Uh, 2014? 20, was 2014 your first tattoo? No. When I turned 18, I got... The oh, that's right. Yeah. Shit, you've, you've had tattoos for almost 10 years. Shit, you're getting old, buddy. Don't say you're getting old. I keep telling people I'm 25. That's not true. I tell people I'm 25 as well. Yeah, it just feels right. Yeah, it feels better than 26. Right. So, fellow 25-year-old, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a bumpy week. Bit of a slower week. But look, you know, being 25, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, fellow 25-year-old, Ian? Uh, it's been a, been a stressful week at work. We've been short-staffed, two people, mm-hmm. two crucial people. So it's been super, super stressful. I hate it. Did I tell you about my really bad experience with chicken? No. This week? No. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot to tell you. Have you heard of a place called Hot Star Chicken? Yes. I've had them before. It's one in Chinatown. What were yes, your... and there's one in Arndale now too. Yes. What was your thoughts on it? You've had it before. Um, really big chicken. Didn't realize there was bones in there. That is exactly what I thought. I'll, I'll get into my... The, the worst experience, but so, didn't realize I had bones. So for the listeners who haven't had Hot Star, it is a giant, their, their main attraction, their main thing is a giant slab of chicken around the size of my forearm. Yeah. Um, and when I got it years ago, I was shocked to find bones in there because I just assumed it would be like a big like a snizzle. cutlet yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, there was bones in there. Really threw me off. Super weird. Yeah, so I, didn't I didn't like it. I want to say one third of mine had bones in it, so I had to yeah. throw it out. Super weird. Second thing, I got the crispy one. For some reason, it was chewy. Chicken, if you get crispy chicken, should not should be not chewy. Be chewy. No, I hated it. So I feel like you had a really bad experience. It was a really shit experience. So Monday, my colleague told me that it just opened in Arndale. Monday mm-hmm. this week. So we were super excited for it because we've never had it before. And, you know, big slab of chicken. Who doesn't love that? It's a very so, popular uh, franchise. Yes. So we, we plan Friday to get it because every Friday it's the end of the work week. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Let's spend some money. Yeah, spend some money. Celebrate the end of the work week and, and get some food. So for the whole week, we, our, our hearts were set on hot star chicken. And when we got it, she had the original one. I had the crispy one. They were both chewy. It was just garbage. It tasted like crap, full of bones. And then the chips, the chips, and I'm doing air quotations air right now. It was just chunks of potato. It wasn't even wedges at that point. It was That's so awful. poorly done. And it cost me seventeen fifty. Yeah. It yeah. was ridiculous. That was the worst experience I've had this week. I don't care. I was short-staffed. I'll be short-staffed however many times I want. I don't want bad chicken. Yeah. That was really, really disappointing. So Hot Star, if you're listening, if you're an employee at Hot, Hot Star. Hot Star Arndale. Fix your shit, man. Pick your game up. That's like I. I haven't been there. Yet, I spent weeks, hesitant. literal weeks, perfecting my fried chicken, which you've been talking about for months and have not made some for me. Not for you yet. I will That's, at some point. Just end the podcast here. No, not for you. No, 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 it's no, no, no. Never for me. No, it will be for you at some point. It's just I don't have chicken. I don't have chicken. Yeah, chicken is really hard to come by. Who knows I mean, where you can get it from? When's when's the last live chicken you saw? Tell me that one. Two days ago. Two, what the fuck? We were driving down um, a Cheltenham parade. Okay. Uh, there was just chickens out some guy's house. He has chickens. And huh. he had them in his front yard. Actually, my neighbor, when I used to it's live... It's just across from St. Clair. What street's that? I don't know, dude. I'm horrible with directions. Yeah, we're there. My, my old neighbor, when I lived with my mother years and years ago, our neighbors had loads of chickens in the front. Now yeah. that I think about it, we could have got free dinner yeah. and lunch Even and eggs. breakfast. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about offing the chickens. 
so I could have the chickens. I think they'd be a bit confused. Like, where the fuck are our chickens going? And how come they never need to go to the shops? <laughs> yeah, how come this man's putting on weight? Never going to the shops, but we're losing <laughs> chickens. <laughs> Might put two and two together. Enough <laughs> eggs. If you get, you should get a chicken. Yeah, eggs. Do you think Nori would Fresh kill it? Eggs. No, My cat. Your cat is scared of absolutely. You get a female chicken. Oh no, Nori ain't well, going near be, it. She, she, I've introduced like a fair amount of, of women to Nori. She's only approved one so far, but every other one she just hates. Hates. Absolutely hates. Super I don't know sexist why. cat. Yeah. My cat's a woman, by the way. So she's... Little I don't lady know, Nori. Yeah. I don't know why she's sexist, but it is what it is. But speaking of sexist, Lakers versus Heat in the finals. It's going great. <laughs> I was looking at the time like, wow, we've been talking about nothing for a while. And then that is the worst segu I've ever heard. <laughs> I guarantee you. Sp- like I that, guarantee maybe you. if you said Clippers, that may have worked because of Marcus Morris. Look, out of the thirty players that are playing right now, one of them sexist. One's got to be Who's going to be sexist? Oh, Markeith. It's got to be Markeith. Right, his brothers are super sexist. His game is very womanly. What womanly. That mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Markeith is probably a sexist. Yeah, they're one in the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Speaking segu, of the Lakers, as you a call bunch it. of sexists. No, not a bunch. We got one. We got one. Don't don't give me that. But the finals are happening. The finals are happening. So game two just finished today. We watched the second half of game two today. Yeah. Because um, we're eating Chinese food in the first half. We, we couldn't focus on anything else. Um, so good. Lakers were in charge the whole time. It was a bit rough, you know, heat down their two starters, two of the three best players with Bam yeah. out with a neck injury. Yep. Uh, not playing game two. Maybe game three. We'll see. Maybe. Um, and Goran out for the whole time with plantar fasciitis. He's gone. Gone, gone for the season. And it's a contract year for him as well. Yeah. He was balling out, looking yeah. like the best offensive scorer out of this team. Mm-hmm. And he goes out in a contract year while he's getting older. Yeah. It's really, really sad to see. Really rough. Um, right as they make the finals. Game one. Yeah. Early on in game one too. Yeah. Um, it's rough. Game two. We'll, we'll, we'll recap game one. It was pretty back and forth. And then Jimmy rolled his ankle. Gorham went out. Bam went out. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Let, when let's, I say let back, back and forth, up. Lakers were always in the lead, but they never looked comfortable. Oh, no. We, we didn't look comfortable. We looked locked in as heck. We looked so in control. Not comfortable, because I don't think you, you should look comfortable in the, in the I don't in think the they, they looked that in control. To me, they did. They looked so good. Before any of these injuries happened, we were whooping them. So we I don't... Like 10. That's whooping in the finals? That's a start of a butt whooping. That's a start. You know, all right, so you know when you get That's your, a potential. You know when you physically get someone that kicks your butt and there's the wine back, like the Simpsons episode with the boot? Yeah, with the boot. That's what the episode. 10 point lead is, when the boot's going yeah. back. But guess what? You never swung. You just held it back. What do you mean? We were up by like 34 points at one point. A couple then, points. Then what happened? And then we whooped them in garbage time, even with our garbage time players. Are you guys... Yeah, you did. Yeah, you yeah did. we did. We Game one was I'm a blowout. I'm getting game one and game two mixed. Game two was a different story. Yeah. So game one, blowout. In the books, we're a better team. Do whatever you want with that. Game two, also a better team, but much closer. Much closer. Anthony, Dav- <laughs> Anthony Davis was going off. We were just losing it on the couch. He, at one point, he was like 11 for 12. Oh, he was like 13 for 14. He just kept wild. going. And then he missed like a couple shots. And then they stopped feeding him the ball for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Which was odd because it was the game was getting closer. Yeah. So we were up by almost 20. Heat were making a, a real run. They, yeah. they played a bit of Myers later. They played a bit of Kelly Olenek. Olenek was the saving grace. He came in to get off to the that bench 10 point. And just like 15 points. Yeah. And he looked quick. He was really sprinting with intensity. Yeah. Um, who, were the, who were the two good bench players? It was Olenek and what was the other one? Iggy? No, Kendrick Nunn. That was it. Kendrick Nunn, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kendrick Nunn came in, had an amazing block on AD in the fourth. I yeah, think it was. in the fourth, yep. Um, but yeah, he just looked behind. One step behind that entire game too. Sluggish as well. Sluggish. Like, they were playing zone, um, which I don't think their zone works without Bam. Yeah, no, Bam's, and without Goran. Bam's too crucial. Um, so I think game three, they're probably going to switch to man-to-man. But even then, like, they're still a foot behind. You know, they're two of their stars out. Um, and they're such a crucial rotation-based team. They need those stars in there. I, we, we jokingly said it watching the game mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler is the only superstar that you can that, that won't get any, any flack for scoring only 10 points, for example, mm-hmm. uh, for being a superstar. Any other superstar like Giannis or LeBron or Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, 
if you score only 10 points in a very crucial game, you're getting a lot of crap mm-hmm. for that. And granted, Jimmy Butler had a great game. He finished yeah. with like, what, 25 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds, something like yeah. that. Very solid game. But it isn't enough when you're down two of your best players. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not a it's not a, a knock on Jimmy Butler. No, I think he, this was, you know, it was a great game for him, yeah. one of his best games. He he's willed these guys to the playoffs, but not only that, he's single-handedly the reason this team is what it is. Without yeah. Jimmy Butler, we don't get Bam to be an all-star. We don't yep. get the the rising sharpshooter of Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero. We don't get any of that. Goran Dragic is just going to remain on the bench throughout the whole year if Jimmy Butler doesn't come to yeah, Miami. If he didn't come to Miami, they wouldn't be... Exactly. The spot they are. So what I'm about to say doesn't isn't a knock on him at all, but he does need to be more involved scoring the ball. I if don't you're know down, how he can be. He's just got to kill it. Remember Philly last year, and I hate to use, use it as an example because Philly basketball last year was so messy mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, but he was a killer with getting the ball in the bucket. You cannot tell me he wasn't a killer no, at doing was, that. And being down Goran Dragic, being down Bam... And the only other scorers you've got are rookies. Mm-hmm. You need to... I know he got 13 assists, which is great, especially for Jimmy Butler, but he needs to get the ball in the hole more himself. Because yeah. there's no one else... He doesn't have you a Joel You got free throw line a bunch. Yeah, he did. He's, he's best at it in the league. Yeah. Better than James Harden. No. No, he is. He averages more free throw attempts than James Harden. But like, it's only like one or two, but he does. So... But compared to last year, he doesn't have a Joel Embiid to default to. He doesn't That's have true. a Tobias Harris... He doesn't have any of those. Whoa. And I, I, that's a bit weird to say. I know, I know. But he's a more established scorer than Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson yeah. and Kendrick Nunn. So he needs to do it all now, which yeah. sucks to say because you shouldn't have to. He's done so much already. Yeah. But if they have any chance, they're down 2-0 right now. Granted, it was a, a much closer game than it appeared to be on, on the scoreboard. Jimmy Butler has to do, do everything. Otherwise, they're just nothing. Tyler Harrow... Yeah. He doesn't have... There's much more pressure on Tyler Harrow and Robinson now now that Goran and, and Bam is out. Because Bam can space a little bit from, from yeah, the two. Yeah. He's pretty good offensively. Yeah. He's, he's much he's more... He's not limited. Yeah. He's so versatile that you can really put him at any spot on the floor. Yeah. And he could get you a bucket or get you to a bucket. And Goran Dragic is just an automatic bucket. Yeah. So down those two, Duncan, they'll off-ball switch on you very, very quickly. Yeah. So you don't have the, the usual open shot that you're used to. And Harrow especially yeah. is, is much more offensively gifted than, than Robinson is. But they're locking him up pretty well. He's going to get his shots. But like there's so much tighter defense because they don't have... Because like, they're going to have to play Solomon Hill more. Yep. They have to play Myers Leonard a bit more. They have to play Kelly Olynyk a bit more. So they don't have to worry about them as much offensively. They just got to play tighter defense on you, better rotations on you, better help defense on you. It really just clamps you up more and more and more. And I haven't checked Tyler Hero's stats, but I bet you're right. I bet he had a bad game. And he probably didn't play that badly. He probably made good decisions. It's just, what, what can he do? He's what a rookie. What can he do? It's a rookie. It's first year. He doesn't have that, that experience yeah. to know, okay, we're down in a series where our two best guys are down. How can I play differently to elevate us? He doesn't yep. have that experience. And not many players in the league do. Yep. And it's so much harder for a rookie and, and yeah. for a second-year guy like Duncan Robinson as well. Um, it's, it's a lot, man. It's it's rough for this Miami squad. Because we, we saw how how much, for whatever reason, they had to defer to Kelly Olenek yeah. in certain situations. And it was messy. It wasn't good. Granted, Kelly Olenek had a great game. He did. Off the bench. He, he really, really did. But he's having to do too much. Yeah. You and said it the working. moment he touched the ball. before The first time we saw him, he's like, that's what you want as a Heat fan. Kelly Olenek with the ball in his hands. <laughs> um, and like... Yes, he had a good game, but you're right. You don't really want Kelly Olenek with the ball in his hands. Yep. You want him Especially getting a rebound driving. or a pick and pop. But when yeah. he drives or... We saw a fucking ISO. Kelly Olenek on Anthony Davis <laughs> isolation. And I went to shit. And I went to shit. It was not good. So, the, I think they're going to change it up defensively, but they're still on the back foot. There, there's... Yeah, and I agree. And I suck. It does. It's unfortunate. And as a Lakers fan... And I can speak for a majority of us because everything I've seen amongst the Lakers community is it sucks to see these guys go down with Miami. Is we do competition is at its best when everyone's healthy. And that's yeah. when you truly know you are the better team. Yeah. And it it does suck to see Goran and and Bam out. I don't know how long Bam will be gone for. Hopefully he's back soon. But even, even then Dragic is out and that's their best scorer. Yeah. So it's like that's a big hit. The series last year with Clay going down and KD going yes. down. 
It's like, yeah, Toronto definitely earned their chip. They were a great team, but it would have been so much better to see full pal, yeah. fully healed team versus team. Yeah, and it, it, the weird thing about this Miami squad is it really shows how the, its lack of depth. Because Bam isn't a superstar. Goran, Goran Dragic isn't a superstar, but you take these guys out and all of a sudden their offense has crumbled. Yeah. Like drastically. Yeah. Because they, they're so crucial because everyone else on that team, like if Duncan Robertson goes out, you've got Tyler Harry, you've got some more spot-up shooters yeah. and, and whatnot, but you don't have another Goran Dragic. I mean, you've got Jimmy Butler, but he's kind of having to do it all right Bam now. Bam is so crucial to the offense. He gets so many touches on the offensive end. He's unique. I always think of him like team. a mini Jokic. Yeah. Where like he'll, he he'll sit at the high post and he'll do screens. He'll do handoffs. He'll do passes. He'll drive. He'll shoot. He's so versatile offensively and gets so many touches that when you lose that focal point of your offense, you really feel it. Yeah. Because you're not getting that with Myers Leonard or, or Colin no, Kelly. No, you're not. Or They're good players. Great rotation players. But you're not getting that skill set and that mm. that there's a there's a cog missing yes and the wheel isn't going to spin properly with that main with the, such an important cog missing yeah so it, it sucks because they have no one to default to and it it's a bit disappointing that it's so early in the final we're halfway through the f- series potentially potentially yeah and it's such a not a shit show but it's quite sad it's a bit of a wet you know? fart yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it because when it's it's finally the finals, we finally get to you know no cases October. in the bubble. It's only been a fucking full year since this last season started, and and it's just not as exciting as and and, and happy as I would like to be because yeah. of these injuries. We don't have that like that your heart isn't pounding yeah. seeing how the fuck this game's gonna go. Yeah. So I, I do want to talk about the previous series before because we, okay. we haven't had a week. Yeah, we didn't really to get touch to recap those. Them, but. To to recap this the final series because it'll it will likely be done between yeah there's a next, good chance it'll be done spots. before yep. the next episode. So what do you think Lakers or Heat need to do to to make sure they win, uh, if, if possible? For Heat to win, Bam needs to come back. Yep. They need to play a bit more man to man while Bam's out, and even when Bam's in with Goran gone. Yep. Um, it's really like their key to winning is getting Bam back healthy. But do you think slotting Bam back in and doing man-to-man is enough? No. Well, maybe. Like, what else could they do? Well, I I think I agree with you. I think Bam is crucial. I think without Bam or Goran, you need at least one of those two boys. And Goran's out of the question. Yeah, you you can't get Goran back. back. I think you need him in. Definitely do a bit of man-to-man because LeBron is picking this zone apart yeah LeBron and AD are just tearing it apart yeah. a- a- like, AD's been, unguardable there's been so many times where AD's got an offensive rebound and the only one boxing him out was Kendrick Nunn who's 6'2 yep, yep. Um, you need you need Bam back in there yep. to have so, a chance in this series yeah. I agree with you and I do think Jimmy Butler needs to do everything he yeah. just needs to he needs to play that LeBron role <laughs> that's that's such a thing to ask of a yeah. player where that's not him and the, the, the thing is is I'm not expecting it you know, no. if, if, yeah, that's and, true. and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit talk him. Like, a Giannis kind of player, not now because he's, I think, is just not a great playoff performer at this point. But if you were asking me last year, I expect Giannis to have these games where he does absolutely everything mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. But now I can't say it because I just know he can't. He's not a great playoff performer. And I know Jimmy Butler is capable of it, which is the exciting thing. It's just LeBron's a different tier. Regardless of who you say, it's a different tier. So I don't expect it, but I think that's going to be the most important thing along with getting Bam back. And I think he did do a bit of that like in the game today. Nearly ended up with a triple-double. Yeah. That, so he's, he's sort of realizing, like, I need to do... So, like, he did yeah. a lot of stuff just for them to be close. Yeah. And so, he, towards the end of that game, he definitely stepped it up offensively. Yeah, he just like, I'm driving. Fuck yeah, yeah I'm getting a free throw. Because he, he had 10 points, 10 assists in the third Yeah, when we started watching. And then toward, at the end of the game, he had like 25 and, and 13 or something like that. So mm-hmm. he definitely focused on getting buckets as well. It's just he it needs to be amped up because you've got to average 30, 35 yeah. for Lakers, at this point. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Um, for Lakers to win, keep doing what you're doing. Um, LeBron's playing well. He's taking some weird shots. Yes. We, we, we've talked about it a little bit and you've talked about it a little bit. It's early, early in the shot clock, deep threes. Yep. Um, I mentioned at some point 
is it feels like early on, I want to say in the Houston series or maybe at the start of the Denver series, it seemed like LeBron wasn't getting calls when it, as much calls as he was used to when he was driving in. Mm-hmm. And he strayed away from it a little bit. Um, and it feels a little bit like that now, but he's still average, like 33 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. That's still yeah, the, ungodly numbers. The, the thing with LeBron right now is he's not having bad games. I, I can't say that at all. It'd just be wrong with me as a basketball fan. But his decision-making on offense for for this series and last series with Denver mm-hmm. is it's allowed the game to get closer towards the tail end of the game than it should be. We have trouble closing out because LeBron likes to take a lot of these ill-advised shots. And granted, he's confident. And if he wants to, I can't tell him not to. Yeah. I honestly can't. Because he, he like he's the smartest, potentially the smartest player in the history of the game. Yeah. And like he obviously has a reason to take these shots. Yep. Something in his head is saying this is the correct shot for me to take. We just have no. Fucking I just can't see it. Is. Yeah. yeah, I can't see it. We can't. We don't. We don't see it. Maybe it's you know five D interdimensional chess, mm. and we're not. <laughs> we're still playing normal chess. But I think they need to tighten that up. Yes. Yeah. The the shot selection offensively needs to be fixed because defensively we're looking locked in. We're yeah. not perfect. No. But we're looking good. We're yeah. looking good. But I think Lakers have it in four. I think five. Five would be what we've done every series so far. I think Bam comes back for game four. Okay. I can see that. He just has to and approach AD differently because that's the reason his shoulder and neck got injured because he's trying well, he, to He already had issues man. with his shoulder Yep. from last series. Yeah. Um, and it just aggravated it worse. Oh, so we'll see. I think Lakers in five. I thought before the series started, we were both... I was worried. Yeah. I was legitimately worried just because of the the skill set that they have defensively and offensively. I didn't anticipate, and for the love of me, I don't know why, I didn't anticipate LeBron being able to pick apart his own defense. What? He's done that his whole career. Yeah. So I, that, I completely overlooked that. But defensively, I thought we would have our work cut out for us going up against this just really well-rounded out Miami team. And you still could have. We still could have, but... With them down, Who knows? I'm yeah. very, very confident Lakers have it in the bag at this point. Um, so that'll recap this series a little bit. We're going, we'll recap the previous series a little bit. We'll start with Heat Celtics. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't have too much to say about it. I want to know what the heck went on with Kemba Walker. He didn't show up for any of this series. It was really, really disappointing. It wasn't the worst games. It was just games where we expected to get Charlotte Hornets Kemba. We got bargain bin Kemba. And that wasn't ideal at all for a conference finals. Yeah. And granted, I know it's his first conference finals appearance. And I know it's the bubble. And very far into the bubble tenure. Yeah. So I know it's taking its toll on a lot of, a lot of players. I heard that Kemba Walker, the, that he wasn't feeling right in the bubble. He mm-hmm. didn't like it. He wasn't enjoying it. And I think a lot of players feel like that way. I think Dwight Howard feels that way as well. Yeah. So I think that is definitely a reason to say it affected his play. Because you, you wake up in the bubble, you play basketball, you go to sleep in the bubble. Yeah, That's it. it. It takes its toll mentally. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. So Kemba was a big reason that, and like it or not, he was a big reason that they just couldn't pull it out. They couldn't pull it out in, in game seven. Uh, no, was it game six or game seven? Game six. Game yeah, six, yeah. Game seven. That's right. Um, Jalen Brown was great. Yeah. He was energy every single game. Same with Jason Tatum. He was a bit inconsistent in some of the first halves. But, but he, he just picked it up. In the second half, yeah. That's what he does. My issue with this team is the shot selection when down just made them go into a deeper deficit. It's Jalen Brown chucking a very ill-advised three. Jason Tatum chucking an ill-advised deep it's three. Whenever they were down and it was a close game, Jalen Brown's shot would go in. It wasn't <laughs> advised. Like, he took a... In theory, a poor shot selection, but it still went in. Yes. But when it mattered, when you needed to get back from this deficit, it just, the boat went the other way. Yeah. You know, it was, I'm not let the basketball gods know the ball's not going in. Yeah. You're destined to lose. That's what it felt like because nothing was falling for them. And it was weird to see in contrast with, with this Miami team piling on the lead and not rushing any shot. They were taking their time, which is what Boston should do. And they just weren't. And I think bigger than, than Kemba Walker not showing up, and I don't know who, who's to blame. I don't think it's the players. And for, for whatever reason, I don't think it's Brad Stevens. Something just doesn't, didn't fit right offensively with me. 
in, in late game situations when they were down in a deficit. Because we've seen how great they have been in the first half of games mm -hmm. and closing out previous series and through the regular season. They've been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They've And for whatever reason, this is just new to me. I've not seen them struggle like this. And maybe it is the Heat defense. Yeah. Considering they're more perimeter-centric and they have one or two cutters, maybe three. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, going up against LA, you've got they're one of the best the passes ever. Yeah. And one of the the biggest freaks in Anthony Davis, that's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, Tice isn't Anthony Davis. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't do what LeBron does. So it's easier to lock that down with the zone defense that they run at a, at a very high level. So maybe that's what it is. And so you're stuck with those ill-advised threes to try and cut into that deficit. I think that's what killed them is just Miami were, were just a better team. Yeah, they were. I think that's what it was, I think. But it would have helped if Kemba Walker would have showed up and they would have tried not to, to panic as quickly mm -hmm. into, uh, towards late game. It'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of that series. I don't know. For some reason, I found that series kind of forgetful. Nothing sticking out in my series, in that series. Maybe because I was so invested in the Denver series, which has gone on at the same time. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see going into next season. They'll yep. have off-season because um, it's another, another, another amount of time to... Well, I'm really strong with my words. <laughs> another like section of time because this is their first year together really with Kemba. Yes. Right? Yeah, and yeah. what, second year with Gordon Hayward back? Yeah, with him back, yeah. Um, I'd like to see going into next year, changes they make and what's happening going forward. It's going to be interesting because they've got two guys on the max with, no, three guys on the max. Well, yeah. four technically because Gordon Hayward will be opting in for his player option at yeah. almost 40 mil. They can't make any deals. So they're kind of stuck with what they got, which I think I still think I is think fine, fine. Yeah, for whatever they're, reason. They're Big Hero 6, you know what I mean? That six-man squad. I think a big reason why I agree for the most part that this series in particular was forgetful because Jason Tatum didn't go off for 35 points every game. Jalen Brown like didn't do that. Not every single game. Yeah, like there every was game Jason Tatum had 30. There was games he struggled like really bad efficiently. Like there was a game where he went for the like the first half, he went like one for twelve. Okay. Like he, he this wasn't the Jason Tatum which we've seen in the first two series. Jalen Brown obviously is not gonna do what Jason Tatum does. Kemba Walker just didn't show up. So there's no superstar scorer we're watching like Dem Jamal Murray or Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. There's none of those, or LeBron James. And same thing with the Heat. Just didn't have that. Goran Dragic is just a 20, 25 it's, point. It's all getter. team ball. It's all team ball. Which and I think great. that was both the case. Yeah. So a lot of the time, unfortunately, that is just forgetful. If you're watching two players, unless two it's teams. the highest level team ball, like I'm not yep. going to forget that Spurs squad from like fucking 2014. Yeah. Right. Unless you're playing the highest level of team team ball ever, it's somewhat forgetful to yep. watch as opposed to a, a one man scoring explosion. Yep. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it, it didn't have that. Like it would have been great if if Jason Tatum leveled up again for whatever reason yep. and was dropping 40, 35, 40 points every single game on one probably the best team ball team we have when they're healthy in Miami Heat. That yep. would have been great. Which, which is better, Jason Tatum or team ball? Uh, but we didn't get any of that. We got a great team ball versus forcing another team to play team ball, but very frantically. Yeah. And Miami Heat were just the better team, hands down. There's no excuses for that. Yeah, they won in six. Yeah. They were the better team. And they got to figure it out. Else. Um, and then the West, which is my team, Devin Nuggets, first your team at LA Lakers. Yeah, we're 50 bucks. I was wondering when you bring that up. You owe me 50 bucks. You'll get it. Yeah, I know. You I'll just next take week out of the week after. You got to take out a loan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Next week of the week That's after. I want to talk my shit. You'll get your money. Even before we had AD, every single year, even before we had LeBron, I'm like, if we meet you in the playoffs, granted, my team never made it in the playoffs when, before we had Bron. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I was always confident in my team. And I'm, I'm so glad we pulled it out. Denver is scary. Denver's a scary team, man. Very, very scary. Jamal Murray is the last person I want to get the ball late in the game. Mm -hmm. I do not... I, I, if I'm defending him, I don't want him with the ball. He's yeah. an automatic bucket. And that shit's scary because he'll hit it from anywhere. He did some crazy circus shots. He did the up and under around reverse off the backboard with LeBron there. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Jokic was questionable towards the second half of that series. He didn't mm -hmm. show up in any of the fourth quarters. Uh, Anthony Davis and especially Dwight Howard held that man down, held him down. Yeah. really, really easily. 
Jeremy Grant has leveled up. He is the new Jason Tatum. Don't quote me. But Jeremy Grant showed up. Yeah. He was a warrior defensively and offensively. As a, as a team, we did, we did really well, better than I expected. We played out of our minds. We ended up winning it, but I'm still happy with the result. Yes. West Conference yeah. Finals for the first time in like 11 years. Yeah. Um, Same, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who, got, who knocked us out in the Western Conference Finals 11 years ago? That's us. And then like 11 and like 20 years before that, guess what? It was you again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but this off season is going to be kind of big for us. Uh, Jeremy Grant is off the books. Yes. But we want to re-sign him. Yep. Um, and Paul Millsap's contract done, but I want to re-sign him for cheap. Yep. Um, and Plumlee's off the books after game two. I don't know. I was all about Plum Dog because he put so much effort while on the floor, but his stats never show it's, well. It's very evident. You can't see it so much throughout the regular season, but when it gets to the playoff basketball, these big men which aren't offensively gifted struggle. Go Bear struggled. Like, and he is a, one of the best defensive players we've ever seen, rim protectors. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's very evident that Jokic stands out great because he can do everything offensively more than any other big man has ever done. But Plumlee can't. Yeah. He can do bits and pieces, but that's not enough. Whenever he was on the floor, like it felt like our offense was stagnated. Yep. Our defense was all right, but I like Plumlee. He puts in all, like so much effort. He'll dive yeah. for loose balls, but it feels like when he's out there, our offense is stagnated. But it's also partially because of the team that's out there with him. You know, we've got Monte Morris and Plumlee, when normally we have our, their starter versions. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I'd like to keep Jeremy Grant. He's going to want money. Apparently, apparently, New York and I think Atlanta are very interested in Jeremy Grant and they got money. Fuck what New York want another power forward for. I don't know. They'll probably run him at Atlanta, at Suns, New York, and Detroit have been in talks to try and obtain him, but I want him back. You should absolutely try and get him back, but not for, just on a good deal. At this point, like We're in Denver. We're overpaying Millsap. And that's off the books. Yes, which is if, great. If he leaves, that would suck, but I'd understand because he wants a ring. But at the same time, we could, we might be able to get one. It's weird because if you lose Millsap and you bring back Jeremy Grant and say you overpay him for whatever reason, because you may have to, you may have to. Yeah. I think he fills the void if he continues to improve. Yeah, he does. And it doesn't need to be drastic. Just defensively, he was great against LeBron. Yeah. He, just, he really was. And he's great against AD as well. Yes. And offensively... He could shoot. He could attack. Yeah. He made good decisions. If I had to choose one, I'd happily choose Jeremy Grant. Yep. Um, but only time will tell. Yep. Um, I'd like to see him return. I understand if he wouldn't because he can get he could get more money elsewhere most likely. Yep. It's like, what the fuck? Well, Sun's got money. Hawks got money. New York's got money. Yeah. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, best case scenario is you can keep Jeremy Grant out of everyone. Yep. And I think that could potentially be a very dangerous three you've got. It's not a big three. No. But it's a very dangerous three. With hopefully Michael Porter Jr. making improvements in the offseason. I think at this point, he needs to do two things. And I think you'll agree with me 100%. Get better on defense. Just be be decent. Just be decent. Don't be like a minus 10. Don't be a minus 20 on defense. If you can go like a minus two, be a minus two. That's fine. That's fine. And then also. Stop jacking shots as soon as you get them. Yeah. Like, that doesn't do anything for your team. Yeah. That really, really just makes people not want to pass you the ball. Yeah. So, if he can work that out, and I think offensively is the easiest thing. Just stop jacking shots right away. Yeah. Just hold it for a little bit. Dribble a little bit. See if someone's open. If not, attack or or throw it up. You can shoot. I'm not telling me can't shoot. Yeah. But stop shooting it right away. It drives me insane. So, he can work that out. I'm confident in that. Defensively is the big question. We want to see him go from a minus 10 to a minus 2. Mm-hmm. If he can go minus 2, that's fine. With his size, he'll continue to get boards. It'll be great. But he's getting attacked a lot on, on defensive switches. And it's not good as a guy that's 6'10". Yeah. It's just not good. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. This is going to be a big off-season for us. We'll see what happens. Are you excited for next yeah, year? Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, excited for you. Jamal Murray got a lot better in the playoffs. Hopefully, he can keep yes. some of that improvement going into the regular season. He's a killer. Um, Jokic looked great Gary Harris looked great Will Barton's back I don't like Will Barton I, wanna... I think you need him at this point you got Gary Harris Like I honestly I've, I don't think we should keep Will Barton If you have Unless uh, he's see, coming off the bench I don't want him If you didn't have Jeremy Grant I would say you need Will Barton Yes But Jeremy Grant is Right Better. This this 
postseason is better than what Will Barton's ever been. Correct. And I don't think at this point, I'll agree with you. Will Barton's a better shot creator, but you don't need that in the starting lineup with Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yes. You need that off the bench. Yes. He's not willing to come off the bench. If he's not willing to, to play a, a Lou Will role, fuck him. Yep. Flip him. I don't give a shit. And he'd be so good off the bench because he's fine defensively. Yeah. So if you can have a shot creator who's kind of efficient and also defend off the bench, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That greatly increases your chances of, of winning the conference finals because I can see you guys getting back there if you can keep the core together for the most part yeah. and keep them improving. So we'll see. We were a young team. We were a momentum team. So we got momentum. That's why we are able to come back from those 3-1 leads. Yep. That really helped. It's the moment they gave us a chance. They, you know, they gave us an inch. We took a mile. Um, but we weren't just taking a mile against you guys, but you just stopped that shit. Anthony the veteran Davis, team yeah. gave an inch, but they only gave an inch. Yep. I like that. I like that. Um, and now you guys are on to the finals. And yes. you're playing as Miami, which we've already recapped. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to be a slightly shorter episode. We pretty much recapped all the basketballs on right I've, now. I've realized we say that every week. And it never it ends never up being is. a short episode. It never is. But this one, I've said it 36 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's So it actually might... There's actually not much news. Um, there's, there's been big moves. Big moves. Which is interesting. So I'm not sure if we I don't touched... Wanna, I don't want to touch on them too much. Uh, we don't have to. Because um, it's not all that interesting. But... It's not. Kyrie's an idiot. That's the Kyrie news done. I told um, you what I'm <laughs> fucking talking about him. Look, I said that was done. It was done. It was my little news segment that I do. We need a ticker, a news ticker down the yes, bottom. Yes, yeah, breaking news, Kyrie an idiot. Um, Woj did drop, and for this is an odd one to me, because so if you're unaware, Glenn Rivers, aka Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. is now the Philly head coach. Yes. So within the week, he was let go from the Los Angeles Clippers by Steve Ballmer, and 48 hours later, he nearly had a head job in Philly, and then. And then it happened. It dropped by Woj. Now, the interesting thing is Woj also followed that up with, uh, sorry, saying that within 24 hours, he was on a plane to Philly to discuss the head coaching job for whatever reason. So apparently they, the front office in Philly didn't like the idea of having Ty Lue, didn't like the idea of um, Billy Donovan, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't like the idea of a couple of the other coaches but for whatever reason, the common ground was getting Doc Rivers as the head coach. That's where they could all agree on. And I'll, I'll touch back on that. So, but apparently they've gone for that hard. It's very odd you see a coach within the first 24 hours sign elsewhere. Yeah. Um, D'Antoni was one of the other coaches they, they weren't all aligning on. So Doc Rivers was the one within 24 hours who was on his way to negotiate a five-year head coaching job in Philly. Apparently the team, the, the players really, really wanted him. And I think Elton Brand was one which, which really wanted him as well. Mm-hmm. My issue is from everything that Woj is talking about in regards to this move, it's not that I'm going to use D'Antoni as an example. So it holds no weight, just purely yep. as an example. Yep. Say you, you run an organization, your head coaching job is open. Okay. You need a head coach. Mm-hmm. And you, the team you've got, great, great pieces so far. You know, in Joel Embiid, for example, and Ben Simmons, whatnot. You need a head coach. Usually, the right move to make is to find a coach which you believe perfectly fits and gun for that, no matter what. Yeah. Everything I've read so far, and especially from Woj, is they've all had to find a common ground. And I don't like the way that sounds. Usually, it should be a coach that absolutely fits. You know, Steve Nash is a player coach. He's a shooting coach mm-hmm. that is, that's been with some of these Brooklyn kids before. He's a perfect fit for that. And you need a new coach, mm-hmm. especially with these young players. And, and Vogel, the same thing, where he's coached big men before. We have three big men, Anthony Davis, uh, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. He's coached big men with Roy Hibbert and Paul George and things like that back in, uh, in Indiana. And we needed a veteran coach that has the playoff uh Presence before because yep. they went toe to toe with yep. LeBron and, and, and Miami. Eagles. Yeah, fantastic coach. He was a perfect fit. Yeah, this whilst I'm not saying it's not a perfect fit, nothing about any of the comments the staff has has me excited have filled you with confidence. Me. Yes, it just sounds like oh well, you didn't like him uh, and you didn't like my pick, but I don't like your pick. But we're it okay with like, this one. It sounds like them ordering a pizza. Yes, I don't like pepperoni. But you don't like olives. But they don't like pineapple. 
So let's just get margarita. Yep. And Doc Rivers is the margarita to Philly. That's what it feels like. And I, I don't like that because this Philly situation, we've talked about it since we started the pod. Yeah. They've been a hot one for discussion. So it's an interesting front office. You cannot have mediocrity with this team. No. You need someone that is so focused and dead on with what this team needs to do. Because if anything is not done properly, it's just going to go to shit. Yeah. Philly sucked this postseason. They did. I don't, I don't care that they were down Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons should not be the biggest deciding factor in the, in the first round. Yeah. They just shouldn't be. They, they suck. And even throughout the, the regular season, they sucked. They underperformed. What were they? The, the fourth seed? Yeah, something like that. That's shit. This is Philly. They were one shot away from, from making the finals. One shot away last year. And... Whilst maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, Doc Rivers can sort this team out because I love Philly. I love its fan base. I love its franchise. I love its players. I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid. But I just, I don't like it when you hire a head coach and the, the first thing and only thing I hear is this is the only coach they could all come to an agreement on. Yeah. That's lazy. That's it's lazy it's work. It's a decision by committee. And that... it shouldn't be. It should be, if, if you're gunning for someone. It seems like they didn't have a vision. That's it. Lacks this decision lacks vision. Yes, it's it's a safe option. Right. You've got a championship coach. Like they make fun of Maury Ball, but Maury had a vision. Yes, yes, and they didn't achieve anything. That's fine. But I I love the journey that that took. That was, and I think we're going to use Houston as an example for many years to come. They sold into to their vision hundred yeah. percent. No other team has done that in history and I'm very confident in saying that yeah. no other team has and this Philly is the opposite of that it's we won't make any moves yet I haven't heard any rumblings of any moves yet which is no. worrying because I should be well it's not off season it's not off season yet but you, you're already hearing about like small moves potentially yeah and nothing for Philly which is weird because you've got to make moves on that on that squad and then just to see it a very poorly made a decision made with no vision it just, I don't like it. It leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Look, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, I don't think it's a great fit either. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a great fit. Like, what does he bring which Brett Brown doesn't bring? Like, he's a good, he's a good team ball coach. Like, if you watched him with last year's Clippers squad, right, the way he would run that, it's good. But, I don't I, know. I we, think... We've talked about Philly a lot and how you probably need to try something new and different. And this isn't new and different. This is, he doesn't run new and different. He yeah. runs good, solid, regular season basketball. I would have really liked to see how D'Antoni would have worked. Oh, yeah. I Because I, oh. it's so interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen... It's been D'Antoni so D'Antoni flips He's... the coin is like, oh, what should we run? Oh, let's run weird big man zone. Yeah, sure. Oh, they flip could. A, right? <laughs> they Let, could. Let's flip a coin. All shooters. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Only pick and roll? Why not? <laughs> I love it. I, he's and, the dungeon master. He's yeah. your he's your D and D dungeon yeah. master. But the the one thing I see about Doc Rivers working out with Philly is he knows how to handle guys. I think if for example he would work well with someone like Jimmy Butler, I can just see it. Yeah, he keeps guys in check, and he has he does have a plan of action. Yeah. Brett Brown doesn't really. It's just if things fall apart, feed it to the guy that that can score. And it doesn't work for a series. It works for a game, not a series. Not a series. And so, not series after series yes, after series can't do after that. series. So I, I, I do think Doc Rivers is a fine coach. He definitely deserves to be a coach in the not league. Not a bad coach. Absolutely not a bad coach. You can't be a bad coach and win a championship. We were joking around earlier and saying, Doc Rivers is a bad coach. But he's not. He's not a bad coach. He's, he's an better overrated than a lot coach. Of coach. Yes. He's an overrated coach. He's been given... He's been... I, like we were saying, he's been handed a lot of great rosters... And hasn't been able to do anything with it. Yep. Um, well, no, I wouldn't say anything. He's come close with a lot of squads. He has, but then like he's also choked away. Yeah, he's so choked many. away a lot. So like he's a good coach, but it's interesting that he was sought after so quickly by committee, not by vision. It's one of those things where I would I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that office in Philly with Elton Brand and all his boys discussing why there's a common ground with Doc Rivers. Because yeah. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying there isn't, like there shouldn't be a reason. I just want to know what that reason what is. What that reason is. Because yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because I, the issue with, with this that I'm a bit concerned about, because early on in the LA Clipper days, when Doc Rivers was in charge, he also had 
a lot of decisions in regards to the roster, which is why Chris Paul left because Chris Paul didn't like that. Yeah. He found there was a lot of favoritism with you know getting Austin Rivers to the LA Clippers and refusing to deal certain players and whatnot, even though it would benefit the team in Chris Paul's eyes. And then that was taken away um, from from Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. and I think rightfully so. There are yeah. very few coaches that should have that power. Yeah. You could be one I don't of think the, any coach really should. Popovich is one of the only ones, yeah. and that's fine with me. Yeah, and that's. And that's saying a lot because I don't, I don't, Brad Stevens shouldn't, Nick Nurse shouldn't. No. You have to be a like legendary best ever coach yes. to be given that ability. And, and it burned LA Clippers very hard when he was given that. And Pop probably wouldn't even want that. I think he's, he's like, that's too much responsibility. I think in his mind, he's a coach first before anything. Yeah. I just think he'll recognize a good move if it's there. That's true. That's, that's the way I see it. But Doc Rivers is not one of those coaches ever. And that's what I'm worried about is maybe if we give him this team and we give him the flexibility to move this roster around because God knows they need to move that roster around. Yeah. Maybe they, they give him that. Yeah. Maybe they want him for like head office consultations as well. Yeah. Which is a weird thing you pick your your head coach for, but. And that's a worry because he's not been good at it historically. Yeah. He's done it once. He's done it once and he fucked the team up. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, and that team. But Chris what, Paul's also moody. Chris Paul is a very moody man, but one of the smartest point guards we've ever, ever seen. Yeah, I like know. I guarantee you, if he, if he goes into coaching after this, when he retires, we also said that like that. We also thought about Jason Kidd. And I he did not. Been a great coach. I was not. I always Jason thought Jason Kidd was going to be a great coach. I think we're in agreement that Steve Nash would be a good coach. We'll see. He'll be like. I don't think he'll be great. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Um, But I I see Chris Paul being a great coach purely for the fact that he doesn't just know X's and O's. He knows exactly what he needs to get players to do to get under the skin of the opposing team and also abuse those just wacky rules that no other player or coach ever does. He he has weird knowledge. He's playing interdimensional 4D chess of basketball. That's what he is. Um, I said it was going to be a shorter one. It'll be a slightly shorter one. (laughs) 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 You ramble for 10 minutes more than I thought. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll probably wrap it up there. There's no other news. Well, I I do have a quick question for you. Shoot. So, our favorite inside source, Fat Joe, as we all all know him. I got really mad watching this that (laughs) Fat Joe has just popped up here, there, and everywhere. I'm so sick of him. So, oh, you're sick of him? It's not 2010. I mean, he, was, he was done in 2010. <laughs> Lean back was like 2008. I've so, lent back. Maybe he's had a career, career change and he's now with the NBA. He's, maybe he's chasing Woj's job. Going, to, going direct to the players. Bro, you made me <laughs> slam my arm into the fucking desk. So I have a question for you. Okay, because I'm a big Oladipo fan. I'm a big Pacers fan. I don't think there's, any, there's anything in it. Okay, I'm just so, saying it right now before you bring up the topic, I don't think there's right. anything in it. I'll, I'll, I'll gloss over it because a lot of people won't have watched Fat Joe's live stream on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so for whatever reason, Fat Joe was sitting on his throne. Oladipo was in, in the dark with only his light illuminating his face. They were doing a, a live interview over Instagram live. In the dark. Yeah, it was super Pitch weird. Black. Go watch it if you haven't watched it. He couldn't it. afford to keep the lights on. <laughs> but Fat Joe was asking him, Essentially, how we'd feel about chasing a ring elsewhere if he needs to move to chase a chip or if he wants to stay in, in, in Indiana. And Oladipo's, I will admit, was an interesting response is, above all else, he wants to be able to tell his children that he's a champion and that he, he's won things in the NBA and he wants to show them the hardware. And that was a weird key word he used. It was hardware. Obviously referring to a championship ring. And he says, no matter where that is, I, I, want, I want to be able to be there. That's the most important thing which is admirable. I like that. You should always have a, a great all-star player which wants to strive for greatness, not just money. But the way it was phrased has a lot of people raising their eyebrows a bit. Because, And I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not looking into it. This I is think, third team. I think people are on like two sides. You've either got someone which will read into everything and expect every player to move or you're putting someone on the Giannis or Steph Curry pedestal where they don't want to move. They say it all the time and they, they'll take that as oath, you know? And I, I think that's what they're looking for mm-hmm. for that moment. If he's not saying that he wants to stay with Indiana, it obviously means he's out. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's the case. Like he's probably thinking 10 years down the line where a lot of viewers are thinking, oh, in the next two years. Yeah. This is third team. He started on Orlando. Yes. Got traded to Oklahoma City then got traded to Indiana. 
right? He clearly hasn't been like, well, these guys drafted me and have had me for, you know, six years. No, yep. he's been on team to team to team, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have any team loyalty and he shouldn't because he's been traded a bunch. Um, but yeah, he's probably thinking like 10 years down the line. Yep. But if he wants to chase a ring, maybe he should make like an All-NBA first team, All-NBA second team. There's yep. other hardware apart from a ring. Yes. Yeah. And I agree. And he's absolutely got the skill set to do it. Yeah. I think right now he needs to bounce back from his injury. Yes. Let's. And I'm sure that's what he's thinking about right now is I just want to get back, focus, get back yep. into training, playing better. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think there's anything in it. Cool. No, I just I wanted to touch on that. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's anything. It's yeah. just... You can answer the question. You've got to say something. It's like, yeah. no, nah, I don't care about a championship. I want to stay in Indy. That sounds bad. And then if he does move, it's worse. Yeah. So you always leave the possibility open for something. Yeah. Fat Joe, th- this is what I'm saying. Fat Joe is the Rachel Nichols of the, the hip hop world. That's it. Wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening to another week. Uh, thank you very much if you made it this far. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Pod, we're on Apple Pod, we're on Anchor, we're on Breaker. We are everywhere your favorite podcast is. And guess what? Because that's us. That's us. That's us. We're yeah, on Instagram, yeah. we're on Facebook. Like us, rate us five stars, subscribe to us, tell your friends. We love doing this, the favorite part of our weeks every week. We love it more if you tell your friends and get your friends to tell their friends. Um, Thank you very much. Next week, we'll be able to wrap up most likely the NBA Finals. 4-0 sweep, baby. I think it'll be 5-1. If not, it'll be the week after where Miami Heat pull their miraculous comeback and we'll go from there. And yeah. then after that, it'll be a couple months of off-season till the, till the season starts again. And we'll be a bit more structured. It'll be a bit more structured once again. We'll have but more it, notes. The off-season will happen. The draft is coming oh, up soon. Oh, yes. We're going to do a draft episode. Like I'm a proper very one. excited. Very excited. I'm excited for your analysis we'll and, ref- and your thoughts. I'll refer back to our other episodes. Get my little draft book. I'll get it in writing. We might watch the draft together depending on what time it's on. Yeah. We'll go from there. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, have a good week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.